This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. Hope everybody had a good Christmas or whatever the hell you celebrate. Uh, it was a nice time for me. I got some garbage pail kids. Uh, pretty dope. So I got nothing to complain about. Some pots, some pans, uh, some knives. Okay, you guys know I like cooking. But had a good little uh, break. And I hope that there was some good content out there for... Y'all to listen to. I know I wasn't putting out much stuff, but there's tons of good shows out there. And um, it is kind of a quiet time for podcasts in general. They're not really... I know there's a big show I listen to that um, the only week that they don't release episodes is like from Christmas to New Year's Eve. And it's just a nice time to spend with the family. So that's what everyone should be doing. You shouldn't be having your minds rot from listening to conspiracies during this time. But nonetheless... I've been working really hard on this episode here, and I kind of teased it back when I did one of the Monday Night Master Debater intros, um, I think it was the very last one, talking about Russian cosmism, and there was a kid that brought this up, kind of in like just like a, a really quick side note, when he was talking about Joe Rogan being controlled opposition, Alex Jones and the whole fight there not being what it seemed. Remember when they were kind of beefing? It's an interesting concept. And as someone that's kind of conspiratorial, conspiratorially minded, man, that's a tough one. It really is hard to not think of someone with the size of Joe Rogan's show to not have some corporate influence over it, right? Corporate influence is bound to happen, but the type of corporate influence that is alleged to be, um, you know, behind the Joe Rogan experience. I, I say alleged big time because the kid makes some, some pretty crazy accusations, but at the same time, they're not out of the realm of possibility at all. And, um, he brings up this idea because of all of the transhumanist talk that Joe Rogan puts on his show and some of the guests, and then some of the, um, you know, psychedelic topics and things like that are part of an agenda. And, you know, it, on the surface, when you hear this kid talking about this stuff, sounds like a, a an uber conservative, no one should be doing any kind of drugs, no weed, no LSD, no um, mushrooms, no psychedelic, none of that stuff that a lot of people in this community included have started saying is a good thing. It's a net positive. I would actually push back on that now after learning about some of this stuff, um, learning about what the cosmists are about. Um, and I'll get into that and a lot of ideas there within because there's quite a few things and I'm actually probably going to have to do a couple, if not more episodes on this whole topic because we're going to get into some other 
other kind of rabbit holes and I'm going to try and keep it as linear as possible, but uh, there are a few ideas out there that are pretty weird that are connected to it. Now, this this comes from the Soviet Union, and at the end of the day, it's a death cult. It really seems to be a death cult, even though one of the things that they're trying to uh, perpetuate is immortality. It's not for us. This stuff is never for us. This is for these elites that use these different mechanisms, whether it be the Joe Rogan podcast, whether it be Alex Jones, whether it be smaller shows. Um, I, I tend to believe that it all leads to this in one way or another. And, you know, when you look at how things are kind of shifting in the political world right now, we're starting to really see that politicians are completely incompetent. And that comes back to the radical center centerist movement, right? The right is so far to the right. The left is way out there to the left. There's this group of people with very logical brains and logical uh, ways to get their messages out there and, and relatable people too that are leading this radical centrist movement. And we're going to get into that. That's one of the many topics there. Um, I want to move into it because I don't know how long this will be. And uh, you, I mean, you know, before I do, because you're, you know, listening to it, you know what you're getting yourself into. There will be a heavy portion over there at the Patreon. Um, again, sorry to keep y'all that support the show waiting a little bit on episodes. I appreciate it. I, I assume that you guys are all, you know, spending time with your family. So you aren't overly, uh, you know, antsy about any, any new content or anything. And there's been tons of news out there. There's been tons of interesting information popping up here and there. That Gaia dude just got popped for lying something good i forget is it cory good maybe or something i forget but actually nate from the reality czars mentioned that in uh one of the cunt audio episodes there's just tons of weird uh information coming out there and believe it or not that that idea of that dude and the guy in network getting popped for like just putting out total bullshit that goes back to this stuff too it's putting out false information intentionally that that will you know, lead to a confusion and be a radical center movement to rise. And we're seeing that right now. Now, before I kind of get into, you know, what we're talking about here, which again, Russian cosmism, I, I alluded to it in the episode uh, of Monday Night Master Debaters where I did an intro. It's a philosophical and cultural movement that emerged in Russia at the turn of the 19th century. And then again, at the beginning of the 20th century. And I mentioned that it's this idea going against transhumanism, but it's totally transhumanism. If you go through it, it's transhumanist. Um, ideas of waking the dead, ideas of creating a hive mind, things like this. It's it's heavy, heavy stuff. And I actually have a section on DARPA and the hive mind, and that's going to be very clip heavy. I've got a lot of audio clips to share with you guys on that whole thing. But I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you what I'm going to be talking about here um, and, and the different you know sections of this episode. Going to talk about the pioneers and some of the representatives of the Cosmos movement, okay? Um, going to talk about uh, some of the ideas there within. Again, the DARPA and the hive mind uh, plays a huge role. The resurrection of the dead. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, Rorschism, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but Rorschism, um, it, it comes from a couple, uh, Helena and Nicholas Rorsch, Um and I, I, I guarantee I'm pronouncing their name wrong, but if you're interested in looking it up, R-O-E-R-I-C-H, and then ism, I-S-M. Um, Agni Yoga is a big part of that as well, which is a fun, fun rabbit hole to get into. I've been thinking for quite some time that this spiritual movement, this New Age movement, is totally a Trojan horse in, in many, many ways. And this just confirms more of what I thought before. Um the New Age movement falls under this idea of cosmism. If you actually go to the Wikipedia page, there's a ton of, of uh, you know, different branches of this and different topics that tie back to it. And I'll actually read that off, but I want to get through my list here of different topics. Sabernost, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Again, a lot of these words are Russian, so forgive me for the, uh, you know, multiple syllable words that I will probably butcher here, but I'll spell things out if you're interested in looking them up. Uh, the Sobernost or Sobernost, um, the New Sphere and New Genesis, which is a wild thing, came up with by a Jesuit priest and a cosmist. And that's what we'll wrap up. But getting back to this Wikipedia thing, 
if you go and you look up Russian Cosmism, C-O-S, uh, C-O-S-M-I-S-M, Cosmism, okay? You check that out. You see these representatives that I'm going to be talking about here. I'm not really going to get into Victor Schumann too much. Um, he is definitely a more new, more recent pioneer, but I mean, some of these other guys coming back in the 1800s, you know, right around World War II as well. So again, um, you have Agni Yoga, you have the biosphere idea, cosmology, philosophy of the cosmos, new age. It's right there on the Wikipedia page connected to this new Genesis pantheism. That's uh worshiping multiple gods, right? Um, prolicult, Rorschism, as I mentioned, Resurrection of the Dead, Russian Futurism, um, Soviet Space Program, Space Colonization, Technological Resurrection. It's crazy stuff. And it is, again, I mean, you, you when you go to the Wikipedia, you see right here the humanism logo. Um, the circle with the H and the plus for, you know, human add-ons or whatever the hell they're trying to say transhumanism is about. So, deep stuff. And, um, I mean, there's no time like the present to just get into it. So I appreciate you guys supporting me at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast, full episode of this and many others. There's over a hundred full episodes there. There's video. Um, the cunt videos are always on there. The conspiracy news show and, um, just really supports your, or really thank you for your support over there. Sorry. It's early here when I'm recording this, trying to get this ready for y'all. Um, and then the Dangerous World store is being remodeled right now, okay, in the metaverse. It is being remodeled. Moving over to a third party that is going to create better, uh, quicker merch. And we can do more designs over there, too. Got some awesome stuff. I can't wait to show that to you guys. Just wait until the year starts up, um, launch in 2023 with a new store. So that'll be Dangerous World store as well, like the old one, but it'll just be a lot different. And all the orders that are on that old store, I've got them written down. They're all like ready to go. Um, you know that that's been a big, big, um, you know, fuck up of mine. It's taken forever to get these damn shirts out. It's really tough to run a show, keep up a house, you know, all the dogs and all that shit. And then, you know, find some time to print shirts as they sell. It's a process, so getting away from that whole nonsense, and uh, the merch will be better and quickly shipped out. Five to 11 days, I'm hearing. It's a lot quicker than I do it. So let's get into this stuff, the Russian Cosmism. As I, I, I kind of told you what it was, I tell you my my um, you know fears about this stuff, how there's some elites in this country that seem to be very loyal to communism. And that's kind of like a no shit statement, right? There's a lot of politicians that seem that they are willfully participating in creating a, a, a communist system. Now, they're also leaning into the ideas of space. And whether you believe in space or not is irrelevant. The idea is that they're using this as an idea, as something to draw people in, right? Oh, we're going to be drilling gold from meteors and asteroids and all this shit and everything's going to be so much better you know life extension is right around the corner and all this stuff it's supposed to sound uh utopian right i mean it's supposed to sound like just a, an incredibly beneficial idea and i guarantee you probably haven't heard of cosmism other than maybe like if you heard the same video that i did of this matthew north kid talking about this stuff uh, I believe Matthew North has passed away since. I'm not sure how exactly. Um, but a great researcher. Controversial topics. I don't agree with everything that the kids said. But uh, very, very interesting shit. And this is where I heard of it from. I had never heard the term before. And what caught my attention was the resurrection of the dead. Because this is not as impossible as it sounds in 2022. There are some people that see this as possible already and there's there let's be real it probably is real already it probably is a thing and it doesn't necessarily need to be so literal taking parts of your consciousness and uploading them into some database is a sense of immortality and i'll get into that later when i start talking talking about darpa because it is incredibly interesting i don't know if you've seen the episode of black mirror where it's kind of modeled after star trek and uh you know, there's a software team or some shit that is, you know, creating a product of some kind. And then they, the the one of the kind of the dudes that gets picked on at the office in the real world has created his own metaverse using pieces of 
the people that pick on him in the real world's DNA. And he runs like a really tight ship in this metaverse world. Uh, you know, they can't die, so they can't get out of this reality. Um, and he just tortures them, right? And, and there's that's got to have some sort of ripple effect in the real world. And this is something that I'm going to get to with the hive mind idea, which is actually the, the scariest idea here. Telling you that we're going to colonize space is not the end-all be-all of this here. So don't let that lose you if you don't believe in space. This is something that they just are pushing out there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So I think the best place to start is, you know, getting getting straight to the idea that cosmism is entailing all kinds of theories, and, and we're going to go through these. You have natural philosophy, uh, combining elements of religion and ethics with a history and philosophy of the origin, the evolution, and future existence of the cosmos and humankind. Now, um, it combined elements from Eastern and Western philosophic traditions as well as the Russian Orthodox Church. And it's interesting that if you were to read about cosmism, um, it implies that it's a philosophy that's long dead. It's a thing of the past. But I think by the end of this episode, you know, it's my goal to show you that there's a very small and powerful group perpetuating these ideas within cosmism. And even a few major podcasts and radio shows, which I mentioned, seem to be very covertly pushing these ideas. JFK talked about this whole thing before he got capped that, um, you know, the, the warfare of the future is par part of its informational overload. Sneaking into groups infiltration rather than invasion was, was a, a line that he had, that he used incredibly deceptive shit going on when it comes to promoting these ideas. And everyone that I mentioned here in this first little section of the representatives and the pioneers are connected to the cosmic uh, movement, cosmist movement, I should say, in some way, shape or form here. Um, there's some familiar names like Helena Blavatsky. She actually, I, in my opinion, was a true cosmist. And um, because, again, you're mixing the West and the Eastern religions and then also kind of like putting your own ideas of what religion should be in there. Um, but yeah, Blavatsky, Elon Musk, possibly Joe Rogan, but there's also quite a few names that I hadn't heard of here, especially like the founding fathers of this, the Four Horsemen, the uh, Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to call it, of the creators. And to be honest, I'm sure that you guys haven't heard of these people either, not because you aren't aware of their agenda, but because most of these people 
and their work are somewhat hidden. It's actually very difficult to find deep dives on a lot of these people online. I remember I, uh, just this morning I clicked a link to uh, check out some things on a lieutenant colonel or lieutenant general of, um, of a uh, strange Russian secret service branch. And it just said, like, access denied when I got on there. It wasn't, like, an error. It was some weird message. Like, I couldn't get in there. So, tough to find a lot of information, but I found some pretty cool stuff. And I think that that you will be uh, truly blown away by what some of these people that I'm about to mention here are, are part of. So, if we're talking about the pioneers of this method of thought here, Nikolai Fyodorovich Fyodorov is considered to be the founding father of cosmism, Russian cosmism. Born in 1828, passing away in 1903, this guy back then was an advocate of radical life extension by means of scientific methods, human immortality, and resurrection of dead people. And now according to this Fyodorov, um, scientific advances could actually be used to resuscitate ancestors, also achieve immortality, transform human nature towards its deification, making people gods, and finally conquering and regulating the cosmos. Again, that idea, I believe, uh, if if there is something with space to this, um, I don't believe that we've necessarily gone to space, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that space is real. So they may be trying to figure out some way to get up there. And I'll get into why that idea is so blasphemous uh, shortly. I mean, it kind of gets at the idea that God created this area for us, this vast earth that has everything that we'll ever need. But for some reason, these Satanists and these techno Satanists, I'll call them want to get outside of that area, right? They want to get outside of the, the designated zone that we're supposed to live in there. They want to get into the, the forbidden area, of the cosmos, if that is a real idea. Again, don't get hung up on that. It's more, in my opinion, and what, again, jumps out to me, is the resuscitating of dead people and achieving immortality. And they they want to use technology to do this. Now, he even, among the others that I'm about to mention, they believe in the scientific method being able to be used to keep people alive forever and bringing people back. Now, you also have this Constantine Seal Kovsky. And uh, I'll list all these names in the episode description so that you can, you know, check these people out. Again, you know how I am with these Russian names, okay? This guy born uh, shortly after in 1857, dying in 1935. And he's among the pioneers of this theoretical space exploration and cosmotics. So in 1903, the year that the founding father, Fyodorov, died, uh, Sielovsky published the first serious scientific work on space travel, which along with his other work was essentially unknown outside of the Russian empire. It's pretty interesting that he's so influential here, but it's almost like it's suppressed. Um, However, I would say that, you know, uh, many elites really looked after this dude's work and or not looked after, but sought it out and made sure that they kept this information close. And this guy's work also has a heavy influence over the formation of the Society for Studies of Interplanetary Spaceflight. That sounds like a money laundering operation if I've ever heard of one. But this guy writes a book called The Will of the Universe, Unknown Intelligent Forces, in which he pushed the philosophy of panpsychism. Now, this is described as a theory that the mind is a fundamental feature of the world which exists throughout the universe. It's one of the oldest philosophical ideas. It's basically that our mind is a part of the universe. I mean, it's it's clear, but that's oversimplifying it, really. It's just basically, um, you know, your mind has a role in the operation of the universe, if that makes sense. Now, he believed that humans would eventually colonize the Milky Way as well. Now, this is, again, this is back in the 30s. This is when a lot of like, you know, science fiction stuff comes out too. So he's not the only one, but it's just, it, it is a pretty radical idea to have at the time. It still really is today, I think. And, and you know, whether they knew what they were doing, whether they knew that they were kind of misleading people with, you know, what would go on and become NASA and all these things, that's up for debate. And we're not having that discussion here. This is just focusing on, on this for right now. Um, 
It's also, I think, important to point out that this Sialovsky did not believe in traditional religious cosmology, but instead he believed in a cosmic being that governed humans. So that may explain why this uh, panpsychism is um, is something you know that he held near and dear to his heart. Now, uh, when you hear people saying things like it's written in the stars or pray to the universe, the universe will give you what you deserve, blah, blah, blah. All that new agey sounding stuff is coming from people like this. It's coming from cosmists. And I think that these cosmists are playing a very, very big role in the new age movement and this spiritual push that I've been bitching about for so very long now, it seems like. Now, next up on the list, we've got this Alexander Bogdanov guy, 1873, passing away in 1828. And this guy was a Russian and later a Soviet physician, a philosopher, uh, science fiction writer, and a Bolshevik revolutionary. Now, this guy's interesting because he's got a wide spectrum of shit that he's interested in and things that he studied and focused on, but it ranges from more traditional things, medical interests, um, you know, the universal systems theory, and then he gets a little more weirder with some shit here. He, uh, get this, uh, you know, this is something key to, you know, our community here. He believed in the possibility of human rejuvenation through blood transfusion. Okay. Now, again, this is, uh, uh you know, at the very latest in 1928, cause again, that's when he dies very, very, uh, you know, early to hop on the adrenochrome train. He believed that that there is some rejuvenating effects for old people getting young blood and then also young people getting benefits from older people's blood with like the immune system and things like that. That just seems completely unhealthy. I'm not saying that taking young blood, putting it in old people is a good idea, but I understand in these psychopaths minds that um, it may have some some youthful effect on people, right? Doesn't mean I support it by any means, but I could see their fucked up way of thinking that that is a good thing. Um, giving young people old blood just sounds like an infection we didn't have. It grosses me out. Both of them are nasty as hell, but it is kind of funny that this guy that was, you know, a really, really early advocate of this whole blood transfusion thing died of a uh, hemolytic transfusion reaction. I don't know exactly what that is, but he died because of the result of a of a <laughs> of a bad blood transfusion. So, irony there for sure. Now, um, next up, I've got Vladimir Ver Vernadsky. Sorry about that, Vladimir Vernadsky, eighteen sixty three to nineteen forty five, and this guy developed the notion of the new sphere, which is a, a topic that we're going to be closing out the entire episode with. Definitely going to be on the Patreon, but this is a mind-blowing um, concept here. And and very, I guess it's not that radical of a thought, but it's just interesting that these thought leaders of this time are coming up with this shit. And, and we still see a lot of movies referencing this, and, and we see it repeated in pop culture. Excuse me. But the, um, the new sphere is the final evolution of the biosphere, right? It's another rabbit hole that, again, I'll get into it, but he teams up with a French philosopher and a Jesuit priest named Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, and um, Vernadsky defined the new sphere as this new state of the biosphere, as I mentioned, described it as the final sphere of reason when you get the... Um, like the the natural things in the world and then the living things in the world and when these two things meld together in perfect fashion and there's some technology introduced then there's a sphere of reason and the planet is like a smart planet it seems like weird radical shit again for the time um really simply put it has to do with the global brain it has to do with the sharing of knowledge and mind uploading and a lot of stuff that this, this uh, Elon Musk Neuralink is about, to, to be blunt about it. So it's safe to say, in my opinion, that Elon Musk is a cosmonist. Even though that may seem obvious to you, it is more obvious that he's a transhumanist. And then, as I mentioned, you know, the cosmism is supposed to be a conservative way to incorporate technology into our bodies, where transhumanism is much more liberal. Um, it's a It's a edgier thought i guess but it's the same shit it's two wings of the same bird two heads of the same eagle whichever way you want to look at it it's um 
it's it's weird. It's scary stuff. And just knowing the amount of money that is behind some of these people sure makes it seem like it's a uh, it's something that's not in our too distant future here. But um, I want to move on to our last two people, which I didn't mention before when I was talking about this. And then we'll get into some entirely new things here. Um, the DARPA and the Hive Mind, Hive Mind is incredibly interesting. But yeah, so this uh, Lieutenant General Alexei Savin. This is one guy that you may have heard of. Uh, definitely is someone that a lot of conspiratorial people would find very interesting. This guy was the director of the secret unit 10003 in charge of research of the um, military use of paranormal phenomena. And this is from 1989 to 2003. And he was inspired really pretty greatly by the work of Vlad Vernadsky, which is a guy that I mentioned up there. And look into this if you have some time. I'll post some links. This is the thing that I was looking at where I got like access denied. But you can search pretty easily the 1003 unit. This is a Soviet unit, again, part of the Soviet secret forces because these guys became really interested in the supernatural and in particular what they call extrasensory capabilities of a person. This is kind of like remote viewing, humans subdued superpowers, if you will, right? And the last guy that I've got here is Vladimir Rubinov. This guy is the deputy secretary of the Russian Security Council and former director of the KGB's analytical department. And this guy proposed to use cosmism as the basis of Russia's national identity. And I actually do believe that it is among the elites, especially. Okay. All very key players. Um, you also have later, which I'll mention in the DARPA hive mind uh, stuff, this Ray Kurtzel, weird dude, um, works for Google. I don't know if he still does to this day, but uh, engineering software uh, inventor guy, fucking weirdos, all of them. Okay. But let's get into the idea of, um, you know, where this kind of took hold and where it became more of a focal point where I think the elites started really adopting this as some of their main methods of thought during the cold war specifically, I think is when it starts really in the seventies. Um, there, the idea of Russian cosmism is gaining a lot of popularity with high level academics, political military leaders, all this stuff. And it's scary to think what kind of high level American influencers supported this idea as well, because there was a, a big scare about communism and not one conservative politician or thought leader was mentioning the bigger threat to all of us, which is cosmism, right? It sounds very similar to communism, but um, I had never heard this thought again. And you'd think that people that have Americans best interest in mind not only Americans' best interest in mind, but just like the middle class and just the people, the regular everyday person, um, they wouldn't go along with this if they knew everything, I, I don't think, behind it. But it's disguised as a positive thing, despite being hidden from the public. So even if you do look into it, if you happen to find the information, they do a good job marketing this well. Look at how, how they did the, the COVID vaccine stuff. They marketed it so well to people that were ignorant of their government's potential true intentions for them, right? Same idea here. Um, becoming immortal sounds pretty damn cool to a large amount of the population, but it's a major, major Trojan horse, okay? Um, now, cosmism still serves as a source of inspiration for a lot of Russians, not only the elite, but Russians as a whole. And they really want to get back to a Soviet, a pre-breakup Soviet era, right? They want the old Soviet Union. A lot of people seem to. You know the leadership does, and people argue that it's still in full effect today. It's just disguised, kind of like uh, the breakup of Standard Oil turning into all these different oil companies that are under one umbrella, right? Now, again, it is pretty interesting to think that there could potentially be some leaders in the United States, in the West, that also want a pre-Soviet era to return. Um, I don't think that it's out of the question either. Uh, again, whether it's truly broken up or not is beside the point. Getting back into that system, wasn't that whole era like a big fear porn era about how dangerous communism is? Even though, again, they're not mentioning cosmism, the true threat to us. 
why would they want to get back to this pre-Soviet era? Because it's a slave and master system. It's a death system. I mean, that that's the, the biggest critique that capitalists have, is that, you know, it, it creates a lack of motivation. It creates a lack of optimism. It's just a negative, bad, bad system. Behind the scenes, it seems like they're trying to perpetuate this whole thing and, and bring it back. Um, but anyway, the, the legacy of Cosmos thought is really claimed by a conservative think tank there in Russia. It's called the Izborsky Club. I-Z-B-O-R-S-K-Y Club. And this was created back in 2012. This is another secret society that I had not heard of. And it brings together about 50 on paper. I, I think it's many, many more. But it brings about 50 academics, journalists, politicians, entrepreneurs, religious uh, figureheads, ex-military, around you know, going against the idea of anti-Western imperialism, as they call it, right? Um, members of this club, of this Izborsky club, consider science to be an ideological battlefield, which is scary. I mean, what does that sound like? That the science uh, can be bought and paid for, and it's a battlefield. It, you know, the true science needs to emerge. And when I say the true science, the science that we support it's an ideological battlefield. It's very interesting. Uh, I, I can't disagree, but it's just an interesting way to put it there. Now, you got to include Putin in this whole thing. Um, that administration there funds the majority of the Izborsky Club, and they're heavily influential over the conservative elite. Now, it's not clear if it's admitted that they're directly influential outside of Russia, but I've already stated my thoughts on this. I think that it's pretty, pretty obvious that there are some people not necessarily ones that you would think i know that there's the whole trump and russia thing that a certain group of the population really really falls falls into but i think that there is um i think it's much more widespread and it's probably very deep it's probably not even necessarily politicians who we know that are supporting this agenda there is an official website it's all in russian you can i'm sure get it translated but there's a uh newsletter that they do every month and you can read the newsletter if you a know how to read russian or you know care enough to look into it and get it translated i'm sure that they lay out some wild shit there and maybe i'll actually go through a couple newsletters in a further you know an upcoming episode because again i want to do more on this I'm, I'm really laying the groundwork for you in this, um, you know, probably what's looking like about a two-hour breakdown at this point. But this will bring us to the uh, DARPA hive mind connection, okay? Now, this is, again, I told you I have quite a few clips here, and we're going to run through them. I've got one to start, and um, let's just get into it here because this is some scary shit. Um, several clips on DARPA and the hive mind, the collective consciousness, seems like it's crucial for a one-world society. Um, you have the one-world society, the one-world religion, the one-world everything, right? And all that AI that's being created right now and being being you know used against us in reality, it's created to help these elite people become gods. It's not so that you can become a god. You're not included in this plan. You're the test subject, along with me, along with so many other people, to try and make these people immortal. If we are, if we do become immortal, we'll be immortalized in this digital DARPA brain net, that's what they're calling it. Now, this first clip that I've got here explains really well what is potentially going on here. It talks about Amazon, it talks about DARPA, it talks about them partnering up with other institutions, which I'll mention here, and creating this. Uh, one world society through technology. I think that uh, it does a good job explaining. This is from RT here. Developing algorithms that are based upon our patterns. They teach the machines by observing us, developing algorithms from those observations, and then they are able to predict our future act actions based upon those patterns that are embedded in algorithms. This becomes the discussion we've had about recursive neural network programming. This is the Boltzmann machine. This is the recursive, meaning an endless loop of assessing, taking in, 
finding the errors, correcting the errors, and self-learning of the AI system. And this is going on constantly with these quantum computers. So they are processing information the same way we do with our brains. It is all pattern recognition and then into predictive um, behavior so that they can control people by predicting their patterns uh, of behavior based on history, real time, and then into the near future. So what we're describing here is not only are they controlling people, not only is this about targeted individuals and mind control and manipulation, but it's a feedback loop from those targeted individuals that then teach the AI system in this recursive neural network process to become better at targeting and ultimately controlling. And the control, as I said, comes from predicting the future behavior of humans. Mm. So again, just laying it out there um, from RT, the guy who's speaking is not uh, shown. It's just, uh, you know, the from RT, the, what do you call it? The freaking audio waves, right? But he goes through really, really quickly everything that is kind of significant to the AI creating our little digital world here and using us to map out in real time the way that our brains work and all this shit. And then they make clones. And we'll get into that further here. Um, now, as you may know, Google was created to help, um, you know, this this entire mission by creating a supercomputer that runs off of human neurons. Alex Jones has talked about this many times. I, I mentioned earlier, I feel like he's a disinformation candidate, but they say some things that are real. And this is one of those things that went kind of unnoticed when he talked about it. He talked about it with uh, Joe Rogan. And, you know, he, they talk so much and they say so many things so quickly that, and, and Rogan pretends that he's trying to slow him down. Um, they say so many things so quickly that it's hard to catch on to everything, but the supercomputer that runs off of human neurons and the activity there within those neurons, billions of people feed this computer already. It's already up. It's already running. There's a few, uh, you know, there's D wave, there's quail with NASA and, and, uh, and everything there. Fascinating shit. But Google is born out of the CIA and NSA and these, these research grants that they gave to start Google. And don't forget that the internet itself started out as ARPANET. DARPA created the internet and went back when it was called ARPA, right? And when it was going live, students at MIT tried their best to get this shut down. They did not want the internet to go out because they claimed that it would be used as a digital control system. And, you know, computerized people manipulation is the exact term that they used. Manipulating people through computers. It's already going on, but the way that they want to do it transcends what's going on right now. It is mind-blowing the amount of... Sorry, my next clip is queued up here. It's mind-blowing the amount of shit that they think that they are able to to do. And I don't doubt that this stuff is is right around the corner. But this next clip is from this guy, Brian Coffrin. And he worked for SIS and CIA. And he talks about how um, Amazon is just part of the CIA here. How it's helping to create this deep learning algorithm with... Um, again, the CIA and Amazon working together to do this, and it's to help feed this supercomputer, okay, with this deep learning. You heard about Deep Dream, you heard about some of this other stuff. Deep learning is what the computers are doing to us right now. They're learning how we think, okay? Now, this this clip explains it very well here. Again, this is Brian Coffrin here, and I'll um, you'll learn a little bit about him as he talks here. And Amazon. I became a security specialist for SIS, specializing in executive protection, also risk and threat assessment uh, to our clients. Our clients are the companies or the individuals that we contract out with and provide services for. And it was in that context uh, that I became aware of uh, what I describe as a social engineering program and uh, a research and development program that was being carried out by SIS uh, and our clients in Seattle, uh, the Amazon Corporation. 
And I later learned that they were indeed experimenting with, when I say experimenting, voice to skull, hive mind, behavior modification technology that is frequency based and directed at a targeted individual to basically control their entire person. And, and control their entire world, basically, is what he was getting at there. Um, sorry, I took these clips off my phone, so you're getting a little bit of the clip before. I'll post the entire video that I ripped these clips from um, because it, it's an entire DARPA deep dive that talks about all this shit. And it's literally just laying it out for you. Now, there is this $600 million deal that went on, and I'm sure it's so much more now because this is about 10 years ago, it seems like, at this point. $6 million deal with the CIA and Amazon, which they wouldn't really comment on, but it, the idea is linking our brains to the cloud. That's the end goal. And you hear this over and over again when you look into this information and you know watch a couple videos on what DARPA is up to with the internet and how they're using it for all this shit. Linking our brains to the cloud so that we can all be able to speak without talking. Okay? We're talking about telepathy here. This is the first step in order to get us into this hive mind situation. If we can all talk, we can all share information, like Rogan has talked about many times on his show, this is BrainNet that we're talking about here. And this is you can look up BrainNet. It is a proven thing. It is a, it's very real. This is not conspiratorial at all. BrainNet is very real. Now, under the Obama administration, Obama and the European Union spent $1 billion to map the brain, in their words. They want to map the brain. They want to record our memories, our feelings, everything that makes us unique as an individual. To, to one, I mean, my memories and my thoughts are uniquely mine, but they want those. They want those to create a digital version of myself, okay? What they're doing with this digital version of, of yourself, I don't know. But it seems like, um, you know, when people just snap, seems like maybe that has something to do with it. And I've got a really interesting clip from a, a, a fella here that I feel bad for. But at the same time, it's like, man, the, the you can't prove when someone snaps because of some digital fuckery going on with an avatar of theirs, right? You can't prove it. So when I say I feel sorry for the guy, I'm not like vouching for what he did. He shot up a fucking library. But when I play his voice in a, in a moment here, he doesn't sound like someone that's going crazy or erratic. He sounds like he's just totally broken, and it's weird. Um, but yeah, where was I here in my notes? So mapping the brain is it was a, a huge goal for the Obama administration and the European Union, um, taking everything that makes us unique. Now, Google has the uh, – they, they use these nanobots to create a super brain, and – it's right there in our faces. It's a nanobot super brain. It's the deep learning um, software that is mapping out our thoughts. Now, the, the sentient world simulation, the SWS, is meant to be a continuously running model that has billions of nodes. This is one of the projects that is the under the $600 million at the time, $600 million deal with the CIA and Amazon, okay? Um there's billions of nodes in this SWS simulation, which represent every person on Earth. And at first, when they first started this, a few years back, there was only a few country simulations going on. And there would be about 100 individuals representing a single node. But as this has evolved and it's gotten some success, they've you know evolved this program into each node in this SWS simulation... Each node simulates each of us, okay? There's a node for me. There's a node for you. There's a node for every person that you know, okay? It sounds far out there. Read up on this shit if you don't believe me because there, I know that there's, you know, some other people that would say this is fear porn. I absolutely do not think this is fear porn. I think this is real as fuck because there is, there's technology that we cannot even begin to understand even if we are more technically inclined. I'm not. And I'm not going to act like I understand every aspect of this, but I'm trying. And I'm trying to make sure that we can, uh, you know, at least discuss this information in some way. But it's it's evolved to a one-to-one -to -one scale representation of our world. Um, there's been projects of people building real two-scale size um, areas in the metaverse that represent the exact location of our world. And there is also like the Earth 2 idea that I've talked about, the digital real estate. 
that stuff is in, is being incorporated into this. So it sounds like a goofy, dumb waste of time idea to buy digital real estate right now, but probably long after you're dead, that shit's going to be worth a lot. And don't forget, they're trying to make us all immortal. I don't know if that's what these vaccines are doing. I don't know if that's what the, the chemicals in the air are doing. There's the idea that some drugs can embalm brains, and that's really all that you need for you know, resurrection to go on. I mean, the uh, fucking a zombie basically. And I have a whole section on resurrection that I'll get into later. But, um, so we just left off with the, the SWS check out that sentient world simulation. That's, that's another thing that you can do your own deep diving on, but just know that it's a one-to-one scale representation of our world. I'm in there. You're in there. Everyone, you know, is in there. Um, these also, there's these D wave, um, this D-Wave company. And I'm not sure what an adiabatic quantum computer is, but that's the term that they use. An adiabatic quantum computer was created by the D-Wave Corporation to facilitate this technology that I'm talking about here. And they approach this whole thing like a video game. It's like a, a cross between, the way I heard it was a cross between civilization and Sims. You're controlling society on a mass scale and then you're also targeting targeted individuals, if if need be. And it's not just some kooky thing. It's got investors like Google, NASA, Lockheed Martin, just to name a few, okay? And the theory that they kind of, uh, like their, their uh, like mission statement, if you will, or, you know, this, this main theory, states that we all have digital avatars in this digital world, and they're all manipulated, um which affect our real world avatars. And there's this guy that I mentioned, this Ray Kurzweil dude, that is very fucking weird. He will talk to you right here a little bit about this whole digital avatar manipulation stuff. We could scan my brain from insides and he scanned it through the bloodstream, billions of them in the form of nanorobots or nanobots and capture every detail of my synapses and neurotransmitters and create a virtual... Ray Kurzweil and a very powerful computer, and it would be indistinguishable from me. It would pass a Ray Kurzweil Turing test. So he he tells you right there. This is Ray Kurzweil again. If you uh, missed me talking about him just a little bit, he's an engineering uh, inventor. He's he was a head at Google. I'm not sure that he still works there. I could probably check by the end of this episode to confirm that he's there. But he was very influential in this entire thing. I've actually got one more clip on him, but. Knowing what I just told you about the manipulation of these digital avatars and how that could potentially affect real people, talking about your dreams, your actions, your thoughts, relationships, okay? They call these avatars in this system and our integration within them Neo-Sapiens, okay? That word alone is freaky as hell, Neo-Sapiens. And when we're talking about like sports rigging and things like this, if this is true, you don't even need to bribe the referees or the athletes. You just control the digital avatars. And I'm fascinated with this sports rigging idea because I enjoy betting on sports. It's just a ton of fun. Um, I'm not uh, against the idea at all of thinking that sports are 100% rigged down to like certain catches, uh, you know, certain balls going in, if we're talking about basketball, certain shots, certain certain times where key moments happen. Um, even in, you know, UFC fights, there were some insane last-minute finishes in champion fights in 2022. Um, if you're a fan of UFC, Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards, last-minute finish when all the odds were against Leon Edwards, knocks out the pound-for-pound greatest fighter in the world with a single kick. Um and then also uh, another very, very strange one that just seemed like a story, if you watch the whole thing, was um, Israel Adesanya versus Alex Perea. Go back and watch those uh, if you have access to them as if you're watching a movie. You know who's going to win and you watch it the whole time. It looks like a Rocky movie. It really does. Um, so yeah, with, with that being said, you don't need to bribe anyone in order for these to become a reality. Now, sticking with the idea still that our digital avatars can manipulate uh, and have ripple effects on the real you out there. If digital Ryan is being tortured and is meant to be going crazy, is that going to make Ryan that you're hearing talk right now 
get a little weird? I don't know. But this guy, this, um, uh, what's his name? Myron May. He, this is the shooter that I was talking about earlier. And listen to him. Does he sound crazy to you? Maybe he's a sociopath. Maybe he just does not care about what he's about to do. But he made this video right before he went on a shooting spree in a library. And um, it just doesn't sound sound the way that you think it would. But here is uh, Mr. Myron May. Kind of my last words. Um, it's really unfortunate that I have to make this video. See, I am a victim of covert harassment uh, and electronic harassment and gang stalking. Um, I'm what's called a targeted individual. He says right there he was he's what's called a targeted individual. Now, yes, this could be an excuse for some psycho, and um, that one was probably a little quieter than the rest. He, he seemed, like I said, seemed very down. He didn't seem amped up like he was about to go and do something crazy. He seemed broken. That sounds like a broken person. Um, and he's saying right there that he's targeted. Now, whether he actually is or whether he's schizophrenic, which I'm sure they came out with the proof that he was schizophrenic, I don't know. It doesn't sound like it to me. I'm not endorsing what the guy did. What he did was awful. Um, and I don't understand a, a, a rational person, which he seemed rational in the video, in the short clip that I heard of him, seemed rational, seemed normal for all intensive purposes, seemed like a uh, a dude that was sad. And, and did he know that it was like his destiny to go and do this or something? I, I'm not saying that either, but it's it's a... Hell of a weird clip to watch, for sure. Now, um, continuing with this hive mind idea still, um, there's a quote from an article on The Register. And I have read this quote in a couple of Friends episodes. I know I read it with uh, uh, to Julie on the Cosmic Peach when we were doing her Mirror episode. Now, this is, again, from The Register back in 2007. And it says, The U.S. Department of Defense, the DOD, may already be creating a copy of you in an alternate reality to see how long you can go without food or water or how you will respond to televised propaganda. The DOD is developing a parallel to planet, ooh, excuse me, to planet Earth with billions of individual nodes to reflect every man, woman, and child this side of the dividing line between reality and AR, okay? Augmented reality. And for that, we will go back to our buddy Ray Kurzweil, who is, it seems like a real psycho SOB here. And we, I hope that this is not the same one. But yes, this is him, the, the again, the Google inventor, the high-level Google guy, CIA too, um, talking about this exact thing with the nodes and the transcendence between augmented reality and reality. Nanobots, these blood cell sized devices, will be going in our bodies. Uh, we'll have some go inside our brains through the capillaries, non invasively. They'll be interacting with our biological neurons. So they'll put our brains on the internet. And they'll also enable us to enter a virtual reality environment from within the nervous system. So if I want to go in a virtual reality environment, the nanobots will shut down the signals coming from my real eyes and my real skin and create the signals that would be appropriate for the virtual environment. And then it'll feel like I'm in that environment. Call it hallucinating. Right? So he lays it out right there. Um, you'll have sensors because of the technology that they inject into you, possibly. Um, you'll have sensors within your body that will shut on and off depending on what state of reality you want to be in. If you want to be in reality, the sensors are shut off. If you want to be in AR... Augmented reality, they turn on. Now, it sounds like it could be cool, but what if a tyrannical government created this technology with a massive company funded by said government and they just wanted to permanently leave, let's say you, in augmented reality? They wanted to leave your sensors on so that you stayed in augmented reality. And maybe it would get to a point where you didn't even know if you were in reality or augmented reality. Maybe the augmented reality is so real that you won't even know. Maybe we're in that right now. I'm not saying that we are. I, I don't know. But it's fascinating that they're talking about this. And this is, again, a cosmist idea. 
we may have uh, forgotten that we're still talking about cosmism here, but this is a foundational principle of cosmism. And um, the last thing that I'll touch on with um, with the uh, hive mind, the NASA Quantum Artificial Intelligence Laboratory that you should look into. It's called COIL for short. National, uh, I'm sorry, uh, NASA's Quantum Artificial Intelligence Laboratory. Now, they say here on their on this article, NASA.gov, that they have achieved quantum supremacy. What the hell is that? Quantum supremacy, meaning that, you know, quantum physics and all this shit in this fucking weird world that they're talking about, they've achieved supremacy of that world. Are they moving to a new phase? Have they have they perfected the technology? And is it suitable to have billions of nodes within it? Again, the nodes representing you and me and everyone you know. Is it ready now? Are they moving forward? Is that what COVID really was about? I don't know. But it seems like it fits right in with this cosmic, um, cosmist, rather, idea. Now, another principle of Russian cosmism is the resurrection of the dead. And this is, again, a very, very interesting one to me. Now, this is much more straightforward than a lot of this, and I don't have any clips to... Hopefully, the clips didn't make it more confusing or anything. And... um Hopefully they they felt like well placed to you, right? But um, I just wanted you to hear it from some of the horses' mouths, so to speak. Now, the this idea of the resurrection of the dead. If this is the way, using the hive mind and the and the technology, if this is the way that they want to resurrect dead people, it's not a literal resurrection. It's a it's a consciousness resurrection. Your flesh and bone body is dead, rotten in the dirt, or burnt, or whatever. But your brain and the pieces of that brain, um, they may have been burnt as well, but maybe some of your DNA is living on somewhere. Hopefully, you didn't give your DNA with those freaking Q-tips shoving up people's noses. If you collected everyone's DNA and then you had enough information about how their brain worked, with their DNA, you can create a more than digital version. This seems like a cyborg version or some sort of transhumanist version that could be created here. Now, if there is a version of you like this out there, and there is, they have said that there is, maybe your DNA isn't incorporated into it yet. Hopefully not. Probably a lot of people listening to this show did not do the uh, nose swaps. But there's this idea of digital ghosts, and it's very, very interesting, and I think that that's what this is. It's you, but your body's gone, right? Your consciousness is in this digital ghost, but your body is is no more. Um, it's very interesting, and it's incredibly relevant here. Now, in this book, uh, it's, a, it's a 1988 book by Hans Moravec, M-O-R-A-V-E-C. Um, 1988 book called Mind Children. He, this guy is a roboticist, this Hans Moravec. He proposed that a uh, future supercomputer, the one that I just fucking talked about that Google was founded to create, a future supercomputer might be able to resurrect long dead minds from the information that still survived. For example, such can include information from the form of memories, film strips, social media interactions, and so on. Interesting stuff. This is back in 1988, before social media was even around, before the idea, at least to the public, of hacking our memories, which they've talked about at the World Economic Forum, was even a, 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 you know, a controversial idea. It was a hidden idea at this point. No one knew about this. Now, that Ray Kurzweil that, that you heard two clips from... Um, he believes that when his concept of singular, when this this concept of singularity, not his unique one, but this entire concept of singularity comes to pass, it will be possible to resurrect the dead by digital recreation. These are these digital ghosts that I mentioned. Um, now, well, guys, I hope that you find that as interesting as I do so far. Head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast for the full version of this episode and over 100 others. Get into the uh, concept of digital ghost, resurrection of the dead, both digitally and literally, and then some other concepts within Russian cosmism. I found this stuff just incredibly interesting. I hope to see you over there. Thanks for your support, and I hope you all had a good holiday season and have a good new year. Thanks.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.